This episode originally aired on September 9th, 2022 on the Unethical Patreon. Go check that out. And it's our season two finale. Our second part of Elvis. Uh, we'll have a couple bonus episodes coming out in the next couple weeks. And then we'll start season three with a bang. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy. But what's cool is you can put the same code back in and you can keep telling it to make it more efficient. That's cool. Yeah, I made I made it show me pictures of a cat eating mayonnaise. <laughs> I think we're about even, right? Like... All right, where do we leave off, boys? Oh, um, shit. We figured uh, out Elvis was alive. No. Uh, so my grandma, my grandma still wants us to finish solving this. We left off. I can tell you where we left off. Elvis's mom died. Oh, right, right, right. He just got right, 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 drafted right, right. to much fanfare. Went there. He's in basic training, and then his mom dies. And uh, kind of affected him for the rest of his life. And this is kind of like, I don't know if this is the apex of Elvis's fame, because Elvis went through, like, waves of fame, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he was always super famous, don't get me wrong. But, like, with his music, he, like, kind of dipped off and did a bunch of movies and then came back. So like this is one of his biggest apexes of his fame. I'd say this is probably the highest point of his fame right after Ed Sullivan going to uh, stuff like that. So this episode, we're probably going to run through how he kind of became like, what do you, what do you do that? Like when you start becoming a character of yourself, you know, mm. he's not like a real person anymore. He's Elvis playing yeah. Elvis. I don't know how to explain that, but yeah, that's, that's where we're going to get to today. And then his eventual death or not. And then uh, I'll show you some reasons why people think he's still alive or why cool. he didn't die. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. So after his basic training was complete... On October 1st, 1958, Elvis joined the 3rd Armored Division in Friedberg, Germany. How uh, Did I say that wrong, Getz? You seem to correct me on place names. I've never heard of Friedberg. Friedberg? Friedberg. I feel like now, just because I've never heard of it, you're second-guessing yourself. But by that, I meant I have never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so strange. I thought you were the Nazi. Aren't you the one who can answer that question? <laughs> uh do you are you still a nazi if it's three generations out uh, well that's just so you can you can do it kind of like how people like qualify themselves as like native american be like i'm 116th nazi you know what i mean oh yeah no i'm not gonna do that i think i'll be fine on that i don't think i have a feeling it depends on a few other things why you might get there might be scholarships for it <laughs> <laughs> i just finished high school so i'm looking for a scholarship <laughs> I don't know if 23andMe has that fucking category. Aryan. Just what? <laughs> 10% Aryan. What? <laughs> I just want to reiterate too, but before we get too far, Elvis is 23. Okay. Uh, he's gotten fucking super famous, super young, and he's in the army. He's 23. It's not like he's like a 40 year old man and they drafted him into the army. He's 23. It makes sense. It would be awesome though. <laughs> yeah. He's just Tom Hanks character in the Korean war, but instead <laughs> of a school teacher, he's a pop star. <laughs> I still think the colonel fucked him on that. He should have went in the special entertainment wing of the... That would have been awesome. There would have been so many good videos. One of the things Elvis did do when he was in the army that he did for the rest of his life was he started to learn karate. 
very much into the karate too, like for the rest of his life. By the time Elvis died in 1977, he was a seventh degree black belt, actually eighth degree black belt, uh, which I don't even know what that one means, but they said it was honorary. So I'm going with seventh. I do know what seventh degree means. It means you're a master instructor and you, you're a master of the philosophy of karate, meaning you can teach the philosophy of martial arts as well as teach the karate itself. Ooh. So wait, he like actually was good at karate? Um, Why the military wanted him. How about I show you a video and you tell me? I am very down for that. Yeah, I, I believe this is Elvis and I don't know how old he is, but he's it's later in his career. He's got his jumpsuits on. So yeah, let's look at let's look at Elvis doing some karate. Welcome backwards. I'm just gonna give a little bit of a preview. Look at Elvis's face right now. He looks so fucking drunk. He, he looks exactly <laughs> like my friend who was in The Walking Dead and got shot in the face by Carl if he was still that young. I'm going to tell you right now, Elvis is uh, fucked up on drugs, guaranteed. Look at him. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. You called it. I was amazed at why Elvis would uh, jeopardize his vocal cords in allowing somebody to do this. <laughs> he's uh, introducing Al Holcomb there. Elvis is fucking overweight. The guy he's introducing is overweight. Uh, they both look like sweaty fucking slobs, and they're about to teach someone some uh, fucking karate. So I just want to tell you. Yeah, he looks like he's going to throw up, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he looks like he ran a mile for the first time. Yeah. I think he just doesn't want to die the same way Harry Houdini is, and that's why he's scared right now. The best way is to keep him getting shot, even accidentally. Oh, I love this. <laughs> wow, dude. If you sped this up, he would be killing him right now. Elvis loved these self-defense moves. Um, we can speed that up. Extreme. Or being able to absorb more pain without feeling it. <laughs> Elvis and fast forward is actually very he, do, he, he does look a lot more composed. I'll he's coming for it. They could have done him so many favors if they just sped him up before they put it out there. Yeah. That you're right. That looked dope. If I was his PR guy, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> if I was his PR guy, I would have been like, "Yo, let's double time that whole thing." He did. There be there be another camera view here in just a moment. Now, this technique that Elvis is doing here where he's holding that gun is one of the best ways to keep him getting shot, even accidentally. He went from, he wasn't even like, okay, being there and could have died at any second to winning. Elvis loved these self-defense moves. Strike into the temple there. He's gouging the eyes out. There's an old saying, a finger in the eye make a grown man cry. And he loved, you'll notice he does that quite a bit. Like, why are you doing this, Connery? But he had an ingrown toenail. All right. Anyways, I just wanted to show you. Elvis was like, he was probably good at karate, honestly. But like his whole life turned into that, like a hilarious version of it. Doesn't this guy kind of look like Elvis in that video? Yeah, it's two point. No, that's your, that's your buddy. Yeah, he got, he was in one episode. Well, maybe two, but he was notably in one episode of The Walking Dead where he got shot in the face. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. I remember that. Um, but yeah, Elvis is good. Uh, he learned karate from Germany's what they call father of karate, Jurgen Seidel, at his private off-base home. He went and learned in private with a guy named after lotion jurgen <laughs> uh yeah seems... well he had a private bit home too he had a private house when he was in the army he was uh, oh yeah so uh elvis got permission to live off base in a house nearby in a nearby town called bad nick 
Nyheim, Noheim, N-A-U-H-E-I-M, Noheim. So like as much as Colonel Parker told him, like, you got to go out there and be a regular soldier so people respect you. He's fucking Elvis. He's not going to go live on base. He tried. He lived on base for a couple of days. He just couldn't do it. And what happened? People were just like assholes to him? No, I get into it a little bit further. I was going to go. I was going to say it, but yeah, I'll tell you in a couple seconds here. So he was allowed to rent a house. Okay. Uh, he flew his dad, grandma, and hometown friends to Germany to spend time with him all the time. So he had all his buddies there. Red West, who was one of uh, Elvis's bodyguards, lived in Germany with him. Elvis bought a BMW and a Mercedes and hired a chauffeur to drive him back and forth from base to his house. Elvis is already an international star, so he had fangirls all over him. So girls would be over at his house all the time. He went home for lunch. He wouldn't eat on base either. He's like, fuck this. I'm going home. <laughs> I don't blame him for that one, though. Uh, while in service, Elvis also spread his wealth around his fellow soldiers, buying TVs for the base. And he also bought extra sets of fatigues for everyone that was there. Did he choose to leave or did they kick him out? Oh, he still, he stayed until he, he did, did his two years. Then he did oh, oh, I misheard her what you said yeah, the first he time. Really, he really sacrificed for his country. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I, if I was the military, I want this guy to stay like 10 years extra. Like, yeah, keep buying us equipment, keep, keep the morale up. Tell everyone that if they join the military, they get to hang out with Elvis. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. He was a selling point for sure. They didn't okay. put it this way. They didn't turn away the press when he got drafted. They definitely let them in. They weren't ready for the amount that was going to come, but they all came. Uh, and I'm sure the enrollment went up that year a lot. But yeah, so Elvis bought them a bunch of shit. He donated his uh, army pay to charity. While in, uh, this is where you, this is where RJ's ears are going to perk up a little bit here. While in Germany, the 24-year-old Elvis meets a 14-year-old Priscilla Bullio. Bullia. September 13th, 1959, they met at a party at his rented home. She made an impression on Elvis. And when he first met her, according to Priscilla, he turned into an awkward, embarrassed boy next door type right in front of her. That's so fucking disgusting. Yeah. This is the next line of my uh, script here. He's 24, a fucking perv, 14 year old girl. Weird. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. No, you're right. Allegedly. Cause watch what he says. By the end of his first night with Priscilla, that first night, they were getting along swimmingly. Elvis brought her home that night. And I guess his Mercedes or his BMW or the fuck, but late. And Priscilla's parents were insisted, you never see that Elvis, that sideburned brother trucker ever again. Until Elvis went inside and he was like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. I, I promised never to do that again. And then they let him hang out again. So you just had to say sorry. You brought your 14-year-old fucking daughter home late, 24-year-old. You know hand job minimum. Minimum. He didn't, he didn't just say sorry. He fucking bribed them. Oh, guaranteed. 100%. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Well, you'll see more later because they, uh, I would agree, 100%. Uh, so the two spent a lot of time together until Elvis left Germany on March 2nd, 1960. They kept in touch with letters, and this was the beginning of Priscilla's fame. Just by talking to Elvis, she became famous. She kept getting mail from Elvis fans, good and bad. And she also got a lot of letters from lonesome GIs that were over in Germany too. Like, uh, you fucked Elvis. I'm over here. You know? Yeah. What, what Elvis got that I don't got? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Everything. Yeah. So during the time Elvis was serving overseas, RCA Records still had to be releasing material at the, at the insistence of Colonel Parker. So while he was gone, Elvis was serving for two years. He had top 10 top 10 hits, a uh, bunch of re-release stuff and stuff he just recorded before he had left for Germany. Just stuff he was in a basement recording. Um, it was as though he was never gone. 
I also saw reports that Elvis began using drugs while in the military. Priscilla said that they would give uppers to keep the soldiers awake. And when they were sleepy and sleeping pills to put them down afterwards. So uppers and downers all day long with the military. That's what Priscilla Man. says. Okay. Fucking world-class speedball is a part of your daily diet. I was going to say, you're really selling the military here. Is it still like this? <laughs> yes. Because if not, I feel like this is why we are going downhill as a society. So maybe we need to yeah. up the uppers, you know? Yeah. I, I also saw like that. Okay. Whatever, Priscilla, that's what you said. But I also saw some other reports. Elvis actually started doing drugs a bit earlier when his mom was living with him in Graceland. She was doing a bunch of diet pills, and apparently Elvis would abuse those diet pills as well. He'd be like, Mom, give me your diet pills. <laughs> He'd just fucking get fucked up on those. I don't know where he started, but he's sweet, sweet, sweet baby cheeks, my love. Give me <laughs> give me some of them diet pills, baby honey. It's mama. Either way, Elvis was honorably discharged with the rank of sergeant in 1960. Almost instantly after arriving back in Memphis, Elvis was back in the recording studio, I think two days later. Three weeks after that, Elvis has another number one single. He meets Nancy Sinatra, and they hit it off. I was talking about Nancy a little bit earlier, but uh, Frank Sinatra saying rock and roll was vile or whatever earlier, right? Yeah, but Frank Sinatra fucking sucks, so I don't really... Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. I, he meant Nancy now. Lots of people say they're fucking. I, I, don't, I don't doubt it. Elvis was probably banging the shit out of her. But Nancy says their friendship was purely platonic. Okay. I believe them. Uh, on May 12th, Elvis made his return to TV... On the Frank Sinatra Timex special, which they paid Elvis $125,000. So that's what you get, Sinatra, having to fucking double Elvis's wage, if not more, for when he went on Ed Sullivan. That's awesome. I hope it personally came out of Frank Sinatra's pocket. I hope uh, Frank Sinatra was like bent, like he had to, they, I'll never have him on my show. I'm like, well, you have to, so shut up. Like, I yeah. hope he had that argument, you know? Yeah, and I hope Elvis like came in and was like, "Hey, Frank, how's your daughter's pussy?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing an Italian man loves more than having someone call his daughter a whore. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Priscilla's still in Germany. I just want to keep that going. So Elvis is back here. He's starting to become a movie star. Colonel Parker was pushing Sergeant Presley into Hollywood life more and more. Uh, in the 60s, it was said that the only sure film in Hollywood was an Elvis film. So everyone was fucking lining up to get. The they used to do movie deals a lot differently back then. Like, like I was telling you earlier, he got like seven movies without ever even having to like do anything. He was just that famous. So like they already had a bunch lined up. He was already supposed to do seven movies, right? He only did the one before he left for the army. An Elvis movie is basically, I don't know if you've ever seen any Elvis movies ever, but like, it's just like a romantic comedy, but then there's musical interludes where Elvis sings a fucking, the title of the movie song in song form yeah, at some point. Yeah, it strikes me as if they were like incredibly easy and quick to make. So like they could do that because I mean, like back then, like, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that. I know there were like good movies that happened back then, but like, you can't tell me a fucking Elvis movie was like, a block you know what i mean like there's no way that it took them more than like six months to just bang oh shit out. fuck no elvis during the 60s elvis made 30 movies yeah, and all of them yeah. all their movies were uh, had a soundtrack associated with them and all the soundtracks crushed it too so like that's what the whole thing was it's like you taking the one guy and making it four things usually one guy's gonna make a movie and that'll be the end of it but elvis was making like 
an album, a record, a concert fucking tour afterwards, right? Out of one script. So like, obviously they're going to cash in on that shit. Yeah. I love that it's harder today for like people like cross, you know what I mean? Like medium. Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's a different thing. Like you see it like come out in like weird ways and shit. Like you ever seen like Post Malone's had like weird like background roles in like a couple movies. Yeah, he had that one with uh, Mark Wahlberg and it fucking tanked. Yeah, that movie looked like shit. I also hate Mark Wahlberg, but like he was <laughs> in he was in like Wrath of Man for like thirty Thanks. seconds, and like you can tell it was just like somebody like eight different people shook hands and signed papers just to get him in for that 30 seconds. Yeah. And his performance screamed it. He's atrocious. <laughs> like, Yeah. Nobody does it. Like Elvis did it back then. Like right. you see YouTube guys or YouTube people, right. Always popping up in movies, like cartoons and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I it know, just never works. Like, it's not the same. Yeah, It's not the same thing at all anymore. They tried to do that with, in just for laughs. I forget who it was. If I wish I could remember the name, but it was a super famous like YouTube star. They're like, "Oh, come do a half hour set at JFL." Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, he fucking ate shit. Yeah, that's not dude, something you could just transfer. <laughs> did you ever see? Do you remember? I mean, this dude won't go away, and he's he seems like he's sticking around. But Rob Delaney, do you know that dude? I, the name sounds he was, familiar. Like, have to look fucking like Twitter famous, like way back, like when Twitter like kind of like first started. I feel like this is the guy I'm talking about. Maybe it might be because he did. I think he did like Fallon or he did Late Night, and it was the most dog shit late night I've ever fucking seen in my life. He bombed on fucking network national television. But like stand up's just something I know, so I know you can't just do that. So it's probably the same thing with like taking a fucking somebody and being like, be in my movie. Like that's not you can't just become a movie actor like that's yeah, not it, it's hard it's all work man right right like throwing me up on stage and expecting me to be funny on the spot yeah. you would have had a better set than rob delaney oh i guarantee it i've never five <laughs> minutes five five i would have minutes. not had a set yeah just give you some fucking like give you some like fake weed bro you're fucking golden <laughs> <laughs> i literally say everything that comes to my head without thinking it fully through and hope that i get to an answer by the end of it ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage delta eight <laughs> don't worry everyone it's illegal yeah. it is it is just want to foot stomp that <laughs> oh, anyway God so damn. elvis and priscilla had been keeping in contact the whole time but then in 1962, Elvis got to see Priscilla again, two years after he left her in Germany. The only stipulation that Priscilla's parents had to letting her see Elvis for this two-week trip in L.A. was that if he paid for first-class round-trip tickets, arranged for her to be chaperoned at all times, and that she write home every single day, then we'll let you go get molested by the old man. As soon as Priscilla lands, though, so Elvis agrees to those terms. Yeah, no problem. I'll get her a chaperone. I'll get her a chaperone, you know. She'll ride home every single day. As soon as she lands, Elvis says they're going to Las Vegas and write a postcard now for every day that she'd be away. <laughs> so he, he made her just fake the fucking letters. And he'd have his, like, assistant mail them from L.A. every day. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. During the trip to Las Vegas is the first time Priscilla says she tried amphetamines and sleeping pills. Oh, cool. So, so... 16. Yep. Yeah. Just poisoning a minor. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So by, by 1962, that's when I know Elvis is for sure, like on the drug train before that it's all speculation, but I know for sure 62. Oh, she was 17. Sorry. Cause her birthday had already passed, but a uh, 17 year old Priscilla was trying to keep up with the 27 year old Elvis. 
Their visit came and went, and Priscilla went back to Germany. Not for long, though, as she had planned another trip for Christmas of 62, so a couple months later, she wanted to come back. After the Christmas visit, Priscilla finally convinced her parents to let her move to Memphis permanently, which she did in March 1963, so I'm going to go live with the fucking movie star, Mom. You can't stop me. Cool. Now, the only stipulation to her parents letting her move in permanently was that she attend an all-girls Catholic school, which I'm sure that didn't turn Elvis on. And the the high school was called uh, the Immaculate Conception High School, which that's fucking hilarious, too. And she had to live with Elvis's father and stepmother and mother in a separate house a few streets away that Elvis owned. She wasn't allowed to be in Graceland. And they were able to make sure this happened because how? Exactly. Uh, so she, her parents told her, you're allowed to move into Graceland when you're done school. With, the, with, the, with this arrangement, too, the end game for the parents and Elvis was that we're, you guys are going to get married. So they, like, arranged this huh. girl's marriage, too, like. Well, thank God we're not letting people fuck children that they don't marry. <laughs> that that truly would be the sin. She's, as long she's, as you, she's almost eighteen now. All right, I think she is eighteen. Tell you the truth. Yeah, because you know, like even if she was nineteen or twenty, it still it's still creepy as fuck. I'm not gross I'm, as fuck. Yeah, I mean, like Ellis and Priscilla didn't follow their arrangement. She moved in in May, way before school, like about a month and a half before school was done. Elvis was making movies in Hollywood at the time, so it didn't really matter. He wasn't around that much, uh, and Priscilla wanted to come visit him in L.A., uh, but he kept telling her that she, he's I'm too busy, darling, to stay in Memphis. Uh, so he's busy fucking his co-stars, um, all of them all the time and he's got moving into like a, a minor to his house priscilla gets word of this and i was just like don't worry honey this is just a publicity stunt uh the media just blows it all in proportion it's not real it's not real it's just to sell more tickets to the movie <laughs> fake news Elvis is the originator of fake news yeah for sure so she relents she stays in memphis just before christmas of 66 so this is a couple years later elvis proposes to priscilla uh, they marry on May 1st, 1967 at the Aladdin Hotel in Vegas. I wondered if he married himself, like married himself to her in an Elvis-themed wedding. Like, I wonder if that was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> did you just find an Elvis impersonator? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. like, you, you right there, dress up like me. Hold this book. <laughs> you look exactly like me. Wait, how long after Elvis was famous do you think they started having people, like, do that? have impersonators not until he's dead or when he died for sure yeah i i feel like there was impersonators probably one or two but when he died it exploded i mean they do those knockoff those intentional knockoffs so that like they can um have ongoing vegas shows while like the main act tours are you aware of that you'll have like the 2.0 of different acts I didn't know. Yeah, they, it's a thing they do it i couldn't specify one in particular except for um remember that fucking it's so stupid and it's not even like interesting don't even look it up but there's some shit called tape face or something okay i don't know like remember what it was he's like half magician half like dance act and it's like somewhat comedy or something this big thing is his aesthetic he just has like a piece of tape over his mouth anyway oh yeah yeah i saw comedy with a guy in rochester who was tape face two or something and it's enlisted by the business that is that guy that video went viral no, from it was like uh he yeah. he was on america got talent right yes and he, yep. he went viral for a little bit there i remember seeing that yeah 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 yeah. 
Are you tape phase two? Or is this why you're trying not to get me to look it up? Are you tape phase two? Me, no, it's not me. I promise you, sir. I would <laughs> not be doing a fucking podcast to to get adoration and. <laughs> imagine i would you would never hear from me again if i got a deal like that you know that's got to be a good deal you wouldn't even be able to do the podcast because you wouldn't be able to talk you have tape on your face exactly yeah what am i gonna do break character fucking never i mean i don't give a fuck if it's like what like i mean the deal could be for like ten thousand dollars i'd still be like sure (laughs) invade my personal life i don't care that's a good that's good money yeah no elvis uh he didn't get married to with himself to himself to priscilla colonel parker arranged the wedding to maximize publicity uh, the entire wedding was over in eight minutes with very few guests invited. After uh, there was a press conference and a $10,000 a plate breakfast that was attended by friends, family, and business associates. Many, uh, most of Elvis's friends and family were pissed that he did the wedding that way. Like, what? You, I wanted to be your best man, bro. Less pissed at Elvis, though. They're pissed at Colonel. Like, the Colonel was overworking Elvis this whole, because he took like fucking 20, I told you, he took like 25 to 50%. So we'd make Elvis work, work, work. He didn't have to do the work. He just had to fucking make calls. Now this is going to sell no matter what. So he just wanted them in and out, make it a press thing. $10,000 plate. Give me half. Everyone's pissed. Priscilla claims that Elvis wanted to wait until they were married before they had sex. Okay. So she says she never had sex with him once until they got married. But Elvis did say, and I quote, I'm not saying we can't do other things. That's what she says. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she claims she was a virgin and Elvis didn't have sex with her until her wedding night. Sure, Priscilla. Sure. That's in my script. Uh, <laughs> this is about the time Elvis meets Dr. George C. Nikiop- Nikopoulos. Uh, Nikopoulos. Uh, Elvis just calls him Dr. Nick for the rest of his life. And that's hilarious to me because of The Simpsons. It's all I could think of. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi Dr. Nick. Like, now, Dr. Nick was brought in originally to help Elvis deal with his saddle pain. Do we know what saddle pain is? I had to look it up. It's a real thing. I thought he just couldn't shit, but uh, Elvis, is ri- Elvis is riding too many horses, making movies and shit, and he hurt himself, like, in the gooch, in his ass. Like, <laughs> so he had pain in his, like, gooch ass, nuts, riding too many maybe horses. Maybe he just wasn't getting his fucking ass blown out by movie producers? Yeah, probably. It could be that, too. Whatever it was, Elvis is having ass pains. All right. So Dr. Nick got him prescription meds uh, all the time for pain. All right. Mm. Dr. Nick comes up a little bit later. I just want you guys to know it's about now when he meets Dr. Nick, right after he gets married to Priscilla. Soon after the marriage, Priscilla found out she was pregnant and their only daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, was born exactly nine months after their wedding on February 1st, 1968. Now, I want everyone to know something about being pregnant. Everyone says it's nine months. It is more than nine months. It is plus nine months, plus two weeks, I believe. So, okay, Priscilla, you didn't fuck him before. Sure. Right. Uh, Aside from movie soundtracks and Elvis is back, the album he made right after the army, Elvis didn't release any albums during the night from 1960 to 1967, except for a gospel album in 1967. Uh, He's just too busy making film. By the time Lisa Marie is born, his popularity is starting to fade. So by the time his daughter comes out in February 1st, Elvis is very unhappy with his career. And I'm sure he's popping quaaludes like they're Tic Tacs. Elvis was viewed as a joke by his peers and serious music fans. Colonel Parker, to his credit, saw this happening too. 
And by late 1967, early 68, he's already angling to get Elvis a TV special, try and boost his popularity again. Now, Elvis hadn't appeared on TV since the Sinatra Timex show, and Parker thought it would be a good move for Elvis to make his TV comeback, doing the thing that made him famous to begin with. So Parker convinced NBC to fund a Christmas special for Elvis. Recorded in June 68, it aired December 3rd of the same year, and it ended up being the most watched thing on NBC that year by far. Originally simply entitled Elvis, it was renamed Elvis Comeback Special, and it literally rejuvenated his career. I don't think that could happen to everyone. Elvis called that as the greatest thing that ever he'd done in his life up to that point when he was watching it back. Oh, never mind the child he had, right? By mid-January 1969, Elvis had a song on the charts again, even released another album that was also charting. So Elvis starts touring with music again, even though he hadn't really toured in like 10 years. This time without the old band, because they were all worried Elvis revival wouldn't last, and they already had a few good new gigs. So even without his old band, Elvis got a huge gig at the new International Hotel in Vegas. They boasted the largest showroom in all of Vegas, and Elvis was to open his first night in Vegas since that dismal showing in 1956. Remember the night where he went? He was just a special guest, and he, he learned about the Hound Dog song? Like, that's where he... That was the last time he was in Vegas, so... Tracking. Elvis had a packed crowd of 2,200 people who gave him a standing ovation as he walked on stage. So Elvis wasn't as fucked as he thought he was. After the show, a reporter called him the king. So that's where he got the king moniker from. But Elvis scoffed it off and he points to Fats Domino, who was in the crowd. And he said, that's the real king of rock and roll. The next day, the colonel negotiates a deal for Elvis with the International that he would come play all of February and all of August for the next five years and have an annual salary of $1 million. Two months of the year, Elvis had to go fucking play the international, but he'd get a million dollars a year for five years. That's pretty good. 1969 was also the year Elvis had his final number one hit on the charts and his first in seven years. Let me remind you, Elvis is a huge star, millionaire movie star with a drug addiction. Elvis was selling out auditoriums over the next couple of years. Uh, there's a few couple of good stories from 1970. So first of all, jumpsuit started in 1970, okay? I couldn't find the exact place he wore it first, but Elvis wanted the jumpsuits, okay? He told everyone, I need to wear these fucking jumpsuits. I need to be able to do have a full range of motion while I'm doing karate on stage, okay? So get me the jumpsuits. I need to do high kicks. So got to be tight so my gooch doesn't fall off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already got saddle pain from riding horses. Never again! So... I, I love that. So he eventually adds jewelry, the sideburns, capes. Elvis wore a lot of capes, belts, giant belts. And as time goes on, it just keeps getting more and more lavish. Uh, secondly, in 1970, Elvis's life was threatened at one of his August shows at the International, which, uh, don't get me wrong, happened a lot to Elvis. Elvis got a lot of death threats. But these guys said, we're going to kill Elvis. They called the International. We're going to kill Elvis unless you give us 50K. This time, like, I, I find that weird. Like, you're holding up a guy... It's assassination. I've never heard of that. You usually got to kidnap the guy and ask for 50K and then you give him back. You don't just say, I'm going to do something or, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. such a weird fucking way. But the FBI took that seriously and they stepped up security for the next two shows. The reason I even bring it up is because Elvis during that time was sca super scared of getting killed. And he performed on stage to those men and people with a Derringer in his boot and a 45 pistol in his fucking belt. Nice. <laughs> no incidents, but man, that would have been awesome. Someone charging Elvis and he just fucking shoots him in the face mid like, I ain't nothing but a hound dog. Bam! Fucking yeah. dead. That would have been awesome. 
Also, it would have been a way cooler way for him to go out if he just accidentally shot himself in the dick and foot. <laughs> yeah. Just trying just to pull the guns bleh. out, just all fucked up on pain pills. And he's just like, ugh, bang! Yeah, just blood all over his white tiger yeah. jumpsuit as he just bleeds out. And everyone's like, is this part of the show? Just, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, just keep singing without breaking a heartbeat. I, I, I think that'd be badass if Elvis would have killed someone on stage, but he didn't. Here's another gem of a story from 1970. According to Alice Cooper on the BBC TV series, Nevermind the Buzzcocks, Elvis showed him his karate skills in 1970. Alice Cooper had gotten an invitation from Elvis to meet in Las Vegas at the Hilton. Cooper was one of four people that Elvis invited to the hotel room that night. The others being Chubby Checker, Liza Minnelli, and Linda Lovelace. Elvis had a security do like a detailed search of all four of them for guns before their arrival. Cause I guess I was getting a lot of death threats at this time. Um, but then once Alice said, as soon as they got inside, there was just guns everywhere, like on counters, on the fucking couch, on the floor, all loaded. Nobody gave a fuck. So he's like, why did I even get checked for guns? I can just pick this one up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so C- Cooper's summoned to the kitchen by Elvis where Elvis is holding a 38 snub nose. He puts the gun to Cooper's head and says, I'm going to show you how to take this gun out of somebody's hand. Elvis gives him the gun. And then Cooper says he jokingly thinks in his head, like, I should kill Elvis right now. Because the fame <laughs> I would have gotten would have been amazing, right? Yo, I fucking love Alice Cooper. <laughs> then he's like, then he's like, I can't fucking kill Elvis, right? I can't kill Elvis. That's a fucking terrible idea. Maybe I'll just wound him. I'll only get a couple of years for that. So as he's thinking this, as he's thinking this, Alice Cooper's thinking, I'm gonna shoot fucking Elvis. Uh, Elvis high kicks the gun out of his hand. Brings Cooper to the ground and puts Elvis's boot right to the Cooper's throat. Fuck. And then Elvis looks down at him from his high point vantage and looks at him and goes, that's how you stop a man with a gun. <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Near the end of uh, this 1970, on December 21st, 1970, Elvis orchestrated a visit, a visit with President Nixon, whom he praised, by the way. He loved Nixon. This is one of the most famous Elvis stories. I don't know if anyone's heard this. But Elvis told Nixon that he could reach out to these hippies to help combat the drug problem within the hippie subculture that Nixon hated so much. Okay? Nixon agrees and and gives Elvis a Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs badge. which. Which Elvis asked for specifically. Like Nixon was gonna be like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Do I get a badge? Can I get a badge for this?" And Nixon's like, "Sure, I guess." And that's gives fantastic him- <laughs> because, like, that's not even a lie because, like, a bureau is also like a drawer or a cabinet. So Elvis <laughs> is. Like, here's here's my bureau of narcotics and dangerous yeah, drugs. Yeah. I I am a container of various narcotics. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted the badge though because he wanted to add it to like his like. Badge collection, not just badge collection, but he had a bunch of like, I'm an American hero collectible stuff. Like, I was in the army. Look at this. Here's mm. my fatigues. I have this because I'm an American hero. I'm an American hero. It's basically yeah. wanted to be. He was very big. Keep in American. mind, Elvis would have voted for Trump twice if he was. Oh, for guy. sure. He would have been fucking his running mate, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> Elvis Trump 2024. I, that's the thing. I wish Elvis would have stayed alive just to watch him become like. A fucking the shitty person that he really was. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's just like, oh yeah, fucking Elvis. Here's another yeah. one. He'd be trying to like deplatform Spotify right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's take my karate videos off of YouTube or I'll stop you, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis also during that meeting tells Nixon 
that the Beatles are an example of anti-Americanism. Elvis during that time was covering Beatles songs at almost every concert in those days and supposedly friends with the four boys. Uh, when Paul McCartney heard about this, he was felt betrayed, especially since when he and Elvis met in 1965, they were all doing drugs together. What are you talking about, Elvis? You psycho. Paul McCartney. Rich hypocrites, dude. That's all. That's all. Anybody who's like virtue signals like that is absolutely doing the things that they're telling you they're that you should look out for or they're they're deeming morally wrong. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. You see that all the time. Like, so at some point in 1970, I don't know the exact date here, but Dr. Nick is hired on full time as Elvis's doctor. Everything's good in Elvis's professional life. He's still kind of got the stuff going on. Elvis on tour, a documentary about Elvis on tour, won best doc at the Golden Globes in 1972. Uh, he won a Grammy for his gospel album named He Touched Me. <laughs> uh, was that the album written from Priscilla's perspective? Yeah, Priscilla wrote all the songs for that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, by 1971, he and Priscilla's marriage had deteriorated to a point where they were barely cohabitating. Uh, oh, Elvis, she, she grew past the age of 18. Yeah. Uh, Elvis, listen to this. This is great, too. This fuck, man, Elvis is funny. So Elvis still loved karate, all right? And as a way to get closer to Priscilla, he convinces her to take lessons. Like, come on, baby, just do some karate. Just do some karate with me, okay? Awesome. It'll make us closer than ever. <laughs> so he introduces her to a karate instructor named Mike Stone backstage at one of his concerts and suggest to stone that you should be priscilla's fucking instructor man you're you're a good teacher you could teach her uh karate didn't help the marriage though uh, just so everyone knows elvis was banging all sorts of women but the straw that broke the camel's back was on february 23rd 1972 priscilla told elvis that she'd been cheating on him with none other than her karate instructor mike well, stone yeah. <laughs> yeah so she said uh... <laughs> so elvis is all pissy about that uh, even though he's bagging everyone he can, you know, right, like hypocrite right, again. Right. Yeah, but but did did Priscilla introduce him to any of those people he was fucking? Oh no, no, that is like such a fucking knife twist. <laughs> I love that. Five, put it this way: five months later, Elvis had a new supermodel girlfriend named Linda Thompson, and she moved in to Graceland with him. So he wasn't hurting for too long, but he was a little bit paranoid. So. On January 14th, 1973, Elvis' Aloha from Hawaii plays live in, live to Japan, South Korea, Thailand, the Philippines, Australia, and New Zealand, and every military base in Southeast Asia. Colonel Parker claimed that over a billion people watched the show live, which, wow, that's pretty impressive. Elvis is impressive in a lot of ways. The double album of the same name was released in February and became the last number one pop album in Elvis' career, selling over 5 million copies in the U.S., at a midnight show a few weeks later, four men rushed Elvis on stage in the show in Vegas. Security brought down the three guys, but Elvis karate out one of the guys himself. So he got to actually use his fucking karate on stage. Nice. Elvis was convinced it was an attack arranged by Mike Stone, even though it turned out just to be some rabid fans. Elvis is, there's a quote from Elvis after that. There is so much pain in me. Stone must die. So apparently Elvis is so distraught by it that even his medication couldn't calm him down. So Elvis asks his security guard, his head security guard, Red West, the guy I mentioned he came to uh, Germany with him, his friend since he was a kid, to hire someone to kill Stone. Awesome. What? Uh, Elvis changes his mind a couple days later. Uh, hell, let's just leave it for now. Maybe it's a bit heavy. Yeah, dude, it's a bit heavy. Uh, a bit heavy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you 
know, co- contracting the murder of a fella. That might be a t- <laughs> just, a, just a touch too much. Come on, Elvis. This is Red West tells everyone this after Elvis's death. So who knows? He was pissed at Elvis when he when Elvis died because Elvis ends up firing him later on. But we'll talk about that later. So who knows how true that story is? But it sounds fucking true. It sounds like Elvis is like, I can get away with anything. I'm Elvis. You know what I mean? He's at that point in his life. But then realize I can, can't do that. Unreal. At this point in Elvis's life, Dr. Nick is just giving Elvis whatever he wants for drugs, just prescribing him whatever the fuck. Uh, he's doing every painkiller available as well as every sleeping pill available. He was even injecting hydromorphone, so much so that he OD'd from one hit in January 23rd, 1974. Hmm. His supermodel girlfriend, Linda Thompson, found him comatose in his bed, almost not breathing. Uh, he, was coma- he was comatose for three days. Elvis survived, but did not learn any lessons. He was still abusing drugs. Thompson said that Elvis was doing so many drugs that sometimes he would pass out while eating. Nice. (laughs) She said that she had to claw food out of his windpipe at least eight times. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's seven times too many. Um, Before you would just be like, dude, I'm not doing this anymore. Like... Uh, is he overdose? Elvis overdoses a second time on June 28th, 1973. This time, his doctor, Dr. Nick, had to revive him with stimulants. Well, that's good. Cool. Elvis and Priscilla's divorce was finalized on October 9th, 1973. The couple had agreed to share custody of Lisa Marie, and Elvis paid Priscilla $725 lump fee, uh, spousal support, child support, half sale of the house that they own in Beverly Hills. 5% of Elvis's new publishing company. So she got off pretty good. I, it sounded like you said $725. $725,000. Okay, cool. I was like, damn, he got off pretty light. <laughs> no, no. Well, 5% of Elvis's companies is just that alone's worth it. Elvis right. is fucking a, a billion dollar machine now. Right. Although they did remain friends uh, after they got divorced. And when they left the divorce court, they were holding hands. Adorable. I hope she whispered to him like, Yo, listen, I know I keep telling you about it, but you got to hear about Mike Stone's cock. Like... <laughs> I had a feeling she's just holding his hand so it doesn't fall over because he's so fucked yeah. up. She yeah. just didn't want to see that because that's what we're taking pictures. Okay. <laughs> Elvis's health is declining rapidly at this point. Uh, plus, he's doing a massive amount of drugs and doing a massive amount of shows. Colonel Parker is pushing him to the limits. In 1973, Elvis did 168 concerts. And in 1974, he was supposed to be doing the same. But Elvis's drug use and poor health forced his career into a steady decline. He recorded albums between 73 and 77, but nothing made any significant presence within the charts. He did win his third Grammy uh, for another gospel song. That was all three of the Grammys ever won was for gospel music. Elvis was touring, but his audience was aging and he was becoming, you know, that guy. In July 1976, Elvis's father, who had been taking a more involved role in his son's financial affairs, fired Elvis's bodyguards, who were funnily named the Memphis Mafia. I didn't know that. Awesome. Uh, all four were fired, including his hometown best friend, Red West. That's the guy who told the story about Elvis fucking hiring him to kill someone. He felt betrayed by the firing. Linda Thompson and Elvis broke up in 1976. So she stuck around for a long time. That's that's a lot of chunks of food clawed out of a windpipe. <laughs> uh, Elvis got a new girlfriend named Ginger Alden, whom he proposed to within two months of dating. Did she have like freakishly long forefinger? And <laughs> yeah. <that> she had, <laughs> like forceps, hunks of fucking hot dog and pizza out of his... 1977, Elvis started to just not show up to his gigs. Any gigs he did show up to, 
he finished them quickly. Sorry, my phone's ringing. Oh, is it your grandma? It's my wife. Hello. Oh, are you podcasting? I'm sorry. That's okay. You better be sorry. Um, divorce or sign the papers when you get home. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> so wait, she didn't tell you what she wanted? No. Nope. You know what'd be very funny? She was just like, okay. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that. I actually stopped real quick after work. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, Elvis is not making it to his gigs, 1977. Uh, any of the gigs he did finish, he finished quickly. And when he was on stage, people could barely understand what he was saying. <laughs> I don't know. He was fucked. <laughs> he released one more single in June 1977 and had his final concert at the end of the same month. August 77. A book that was co-authored by the Memphis Mafia entitled Elvis, What Happened, was released. The book exposed all of Elvis's drug misuse. Uh, Elvis was devastated by the book. Uh, he tried to pay the publishers off to stop the book from being released, which didn't work. Uh, That's this... such a cold title, too. What happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, it might as well have just been called Elvis. Ew. <laughs> Elvis, you fucked up. Ugh. So yeah, at this point, Elvis suffered from glaucoma, hypertension, liver damage, and an enlarged colon. God damn. Yeah, he couldn't shit. He was having a hard time shitting because he was doing so much powder drug, like too much pill drugs. That means his, his girlfriend was probably clawing the food out of his throat and his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Both pipes. <laughs> his, his primary and secondary windpipe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, all of it's from the drug use. And if not from the drug use, exa- exasperated by the drug use, at least. Like, on Tuesday, August 16th, 1977, Ginger Alden found Elvis on his bathroom floor at Graceland, unresponsive. Elvis was frozen in a sitting position, laying on his bathroom floor as if he'd fallen off the toilet in seated position, already dead. Elvis was pronounced dead at the age of 42 at 3.30 p.m., Thousands of people gathered outside Graceland the next day to view his open casket. Open casket. Remember that? Were, were they able to um, un, unfreeze him or was he like stuck in his clothes with his pants down and still in a seated position? He was stuck in his clothes in the seat. I'm sure they unfroze him, but when she found him, he was like, what's that? Rigor mortis into like yeah, a yeah, frozen. Yeah, yeah, I just think it would be dope if that's how he was in his casket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had like a, a little weirdly shaped yeah. casket. Yeah, fucking, fucking pugilist pose with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> Elvis's cousin was paid $18,000 to secretly take a photo of the open casket. You, know, you can find it. Uh, it's out on the internet. Uh, the photo is on the cover of the National Enquirer, which turned out to be their biggest selling issue ever. So even in death, Elvis is breaking records. Grace Alden sold her story to the Inquirer and whoever else would listen. She, she actually lost her deal with the Inquirer because she talked to other people. They, she had a strict, like, no talky contract and she went and talked. So she ended up getting nothing for telling the story to like a bunch of people, which is funny. Uh, and Elvis also left her nothing in his will. On August 18th, the funeral was held at Graceland. Outside the gates during the funeral, a car blew through the crowd, killing two and injuring another. So there was a fucking murder outside of his funeral. A couple murders. Vehicular slaughter. I don't think that's manslaughter. 80,000 people lined the route to Forest Hill Cemetery to be where Elvis was to be buried beside his mother. 
only to be exhumed not long later to be buried at the Graceland Meditation Garden on October 2nd. So, yeah. Elvis's cause of death was initially announced by Memphis medical examiner Jerry Francisco, Francesco as cardiac arrest. When Francesco was asked if drugs were involved, he said, drug played no role in Presley's death. In reality, there were 14 drugs in Elvis's system, 10 in significant quantity. At a 1979 review of the autopsy's findings, forensic pathologist Cyril Wecht concluded that a combination of central nervous system depressants had resulted in Presley's accidental death. There were many reviews of his autopsy and drug habits over the years, and the leading cause of Elvis's death, from what I understand, is, quote, Presley's chronic constipation, the result of years of prescription drug abuse and high-fat cholesterol gorging, brought on by what's known as Valsalva's maneuver, put simply, the starting of attempting to defecate compressed the singer's abdominal aorta, shutting down his heart. So he literally died trying to take a shit. Awesome. I mean, like, I, it initially, like, you know, like last episode and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of tragic. But, like, everything you told me so far in this episode, good. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I was telling you. This is like the fall from grace because he was America's sweetheart guy. You know, he was doing everything right. And then he just. Yeah, no, he truly didn't seem like that bad of a dude. And then that just like took like a hard left turn where it's like, hmm, I wish Alice Cooper had the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Drugs are drugs do fuck up people, too. Right. Like you got to remember, he was an addict at that point and he he couldn't control himself. I'm not I'm not excusing his actions. I'm just saying that like Elvis was an addict, too. We have to remember that. He yeah, no, I mean, he was, well, he was just doing the wrong drugs. The ones he didn't like are the ones, the ones he like rail, rallied against, like weed and shit like that are the ones he should have been doing. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the whole counterculture thing that, that whole war, you know I mean? You know, get into the war on drugs. It's just to suppress people and, and ideas and all that stuff. Like for sure. It's bullshit. It's all that. It's all the nice drugs that you get a fucking felony for, even though all it does is make you happy. I took acid at the Renaissance Festival yesterday, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Not once did I strangle anybody to death or steal their wallet or stab somebody with a broken turkey. Well, that you know of. That's true, yeah. I only stabbed a balloon person, and it wasn't yeah. even with a knife. It was with a popsicle stick. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah, so where did Elvis get all his drugs? This is a big question. Obviously, Dr. Nick, all right? Is that a big question? I feel like famous people just have drugs. How do you just get drugs? Anyways, prescription drugs have to go through a pharmacy and people have to be able to get them to you. Okay. So this is a little bit fucked up here. This is one of the parts that I was like, are you fucked? Okay. So being rich and having doctors uh, with loose morals, that's where Elvis got all his drugs. Okay. So you're right. Just being rich for sure. Medical examiner who originally said Elvis's death had nothing to do with drugs. Dr. Francesco said later on that he covered up the real cause of Elvis's death to preserve his legacy. He was a fucking Elvis fanboy. Dr. Nick was put on trial in 1981 for his overprescription of Elvis uh, over the years. In the first eight months of 1977 alone, Dr. Nick had prescribed Elvis over 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines, and narcotics. Nice. He told the court that he only prescribed these meds to Elvis because Elvis demanded them and he cared about Elvis. He didn't want Elvis to go find his drugs um, on the streets. Excuse me. He cared about the paycheck that <laughs> Elvis was signing over into his name. That he, is 
his biggest argument was Elvis is going to go get this anyway. I better be the one to control him. Okay. That is what they all fucking say. They're just drug dealers with eight years of school. It's like you could have cut out the middleman. Like just. No, for sure. You didn't cover your tracks good enough. You know what I mean? Like you got greedy. Michael Jackson's doctor was the same way. It's the exact same thing. For sure. But, but sorry, just one little addendum. Both of them heroes because they both murdered pedophiles. <laughs> so why are they on trial? There's always Sorry. there's always an upside. If you you know what yeah. RJ, you're a glass half full kind of guy. I like that about Absolutely. you. Absolutely, yeah. Optimist. Yeah. I, I'm glass half full. World hopefully half empty of pedophiles. That's <laughs> <laughs> if only every pedophile could be as rich as Elvis Michael Jackson. <laughs> have such a quote-unquote caring doctor yeah exactly <laughs> yeah if all pedophiles had a doctor like dr nick the world would be a better place <laughs> he claimed dr nick claims that he prescribed the king placebos a lot of the time trying to curb elvis's habits he was just doing the best he could for his patient and friend this was his defense in court that he was actually helping elvis he wasn't hurting elvis at all i'm helping and the jury bought it Dr. Nick's medical license was suspended for three months. That's it. Scott free. In the nineties, Dr. Nick got more trouble over, over prescription and lost his license for good, but that's the conspiracy. Did Elvis die that day? Some people say that Elvis faked his death and lived abroad and hiding for the rest of his natural life. He was sick of the fame. and just wanted a normal life. Is this the case or did Elvis actually die? And if he did die, was he murdered? Da-da-da. Let's go over some theories. Let's start with Elvis did die, but someone killed him. Hear me out on this one. Richard Sudo made up completely. Johnny Cash killed Elvis. Now, Johnny Cash's wife, June, and Elvis were both coming up in the music industry around the same time. Elvis and June have been friends, and they toured together in Elvis's early years. Elvis is the one that introduced Johnny Cash's music to June. All right. Johnny and Elvis were also good friends. They were both at Sun Records at the same time, along with June, to be honest. And Elvis loved Johnny and his music. There are many accounts from June that Elvis would always be playing and singing Johnny Cash songs. There are also a few rumors that Elvis and June had an affair before Johnny had ever met her. June and Johnny's son, John Carter Cash, in his biography, Anchored in Love, an intimate portrait of June Carter Cash, wrote, Throughout my life, I would see mom get a mischievous twinkle in her eye whenever she mentioned Elvis Presley. And she would say, you know, son, your father was always jealous of Elvis. She also told me once that she sometimes wondered what would happen if she had fallen in love with Elvis. Though mom always maintained that she never had an affair with Elvis, Carl, her first husband, believed differently and perhaps for good reason. After Carl moved out of their Madison home, mom would sometimes let Elvis stay in the house to rest after his tours rest his dick in her pussy exactly june and johnny famously married in 1968 and stayed together until their death june died in may 2013 and johnny died four months later people say that johnny died of a broken heart uh but people that were around johnny cash around his last days just said june was the one giving him his pills in proper order and when she died he just died from not taking his medication jealousy accounts for 40 percent of uh domestic murders this is dumb, so I'll tell you something dumber. Johnny Cash just killed her because he found a banger. 
gave her some wrong drugs, came over. Hey, buddy. That's my theory. Johnny Cash fucked her up. Fucked him up. Hmm. Well, <laughs> okay, but like, did he like force him to eat paper for a day and then like make him take a poop? Is that like how he killed him? Like, I'm... Um, no, he just kept giving him drugs. He kept pretending to be his friend, man. Years and years of just, here's the drugs. Dr. Nick said it's okay. Dr. Nick's giving you placebo, huh? No, he's not. He's giving you my fucking narcotics. Here, Elvis, use my needle. Get yourself fucked up, Johnny Cash. Hmm. Or Elvis. Okay, so like, like a long con. Yeah, look, I'm going to show you a video. Oh, it's going to clear it all up. I can feel it. <laughs> here's a video of Johnny Cash stabbing Elvis in the <laughs> Oh, okay. after he yeah, after he just right. said i here's, just came up with this myself <laughs> here's a video of why i think this is when johnny cash johnny cash found out elvis was fucking his wife and he loved you okay have you heard hurt have you heard this johnny cash song hurt that's gets you right yeah, to the feels. better when trent reznor fucking did it <laughs> yeah what a what a beautiful songwriter johnny cash is it, his most famous fucking song was written by someone who's actual musical genius who doesn't just go boom 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 this is an impersonation of a rock and roll singer impersonating elvis is what this really is oh i still have the speed up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like no johnny cash is just on blow look at him he's trashing elvis publicly he wanted to kill elvis and he fucking got his but johnny cash knew how to play the long game It's honestly, it's honestly pretty good. It's great, actually. Dude, that's... I love that shit. Yeah. I love I love when they fucking trash each other. The only reason I even came up with that entire theory was to show you guys that video. So I did it. <laughs> um... <laughs> nice. Honestly, like, good job. <laughs> All right. Well done. Nobody murdered Elvis. That was my only murder one. Unless you guys got any type of murdering, somebody killing Elvis. Except for Dr. Nick definitely murdered him weirdly. But why did his body get moved like not long after? They just wanted was... to move him to the, he wanted to be buried at Graceland with his mom. He wanted to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the whole fucking show. It's stupid. They moved him there after to keep him at Graceland because they made Graceland a, uh, national fucking whatever they call that like a but wait 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 did he want to be at Graceland or be married with or be buried with his mom which one did he want buried with his mom at Graceland it's both. oh so they moved her then also Colonel Parker probably had his hand in I don't know exactly why they moved him I'm pretty sure they fucking moved him because he wanted to be there Colonel well, Parker okay probably... but why bury him in the first place at all Can Colonel you check Parker or someone wants to okay I'm gonna say Colonel Parker probably made a show out of the whole thing to get his last fucking fifty thousand dollars out of Elvis interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That one seems weird to me. The it seems pretty easy to know where you want to bury a dead guy, you yeah. know, before you do it. Yeah, I could fact check that now. I just don't feel like it. So yes, the first theory: Elvis faked his death. Okay. First of all, did Elvis even die? So since there was so much debate on how Elvis actually died, it's still debated to this day. The prevailing theory is he's trying to take a shit and gave himself a heart attack. But since there's so much debate about how Elvis actually died and a death certificate doesn't become public until 50 years after the death of someone and no one's seen it because it's not been 50 years yet. It's 2027. We'll see it. Some speculate that the medical examiner or Dr. Nick were in on Elvis's escape and doctored his death certificate. This theory was popularized by author Gail Brewer Giorgio after she wrote a book entitled Orion in 1978. 
The book was about a popular Southern singer named Orion who fakes his death to escape the pressures of fame. The book's antagonist, Orion, is clearly based off of Elvis. The guy who owned all of Sun Records' back catalog, Shelby Singleton, had a guy in his label. His name was Jimmy Ellis, okay? Jimmy Ellis sounded like Elvis when he sang, and in 1969, Singleton released a few songs that Elvis had sung in the past with Ellis singing them instead. Uh, instead of crediting Ellis, Singleton just marked the song singer as question mark. People thought they were old recordings of Elvis that were unreleased. So with the Orion book hitting the shelves and Ellis sounding like Elvis, Singleton convinced Jimmy Ellis to wear a mask and start performing as Orion in real life. This is real life. With the book's existence and Orion popping out almost right after Elvis's death, Elvis faking his death seemed plausible. Ryan unmasked himself in. So this guy, masked guy was just going around singing Elvis songs, making people think that he was just Elvis in a mask. I don't want to be famous anymore. I just want to be Orion. Until 1983, Orion unmasked himself uh, because he was like, I'm Jimmy, I'm Jimmy Ellis and I need to be known. And he ruined his tenuous popularity. <laughs> he just fucking crushed like, it. Yeah. Oh, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. They just, <laughs> he, nobody wanted to go watch him anymore. He was done. He ended his own career by just Hilarious. getting rid of the mystique of it. But even after the unmasking, there's still so many people that think Elvis faked his death. Uh, there've been many Elvis sightings since his death. Uh, the first Elvis sighting was on Elvis's funeral. Apparently August 16th, 1977, Elvis was sighted at the Memphis airport, buying a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires. The man gave the name John Burroughs, which was the name Elvis used when he wanted to be incognito in his real life. Uh, whenever he would rent a car, hotel room, or make reservations to keep the fans at bay, he would always use the name John Burroughs. The sighting has been debunked by author Patrick Lacey, who found out that international flights weren't even offered in Memphis in 1977. So that Elvis sighting, not really, not a real one, but that's one of the first major ones at his fucking funeral date. He was going to Buenos Aires. Some people have claimed, including Elvis's cousin, Gene Smith, that the, that's the guy that took the picture of his body. Uh, that the body was seen at Elvis's funeral was a wax figure of Elvis. His hairline looked this quote, his hairline looked like a hairpiece or something that was glued on. Uh, he said in a 1991 special, the Elvis files at the funeral, pallbearers are seen struggling, lifting Elvis's coffin. Elvis did put on a few extra pounds in his later years and the coffin was made out of copper. So it was apparently like a 900 pound fucking coffin. Uh, but for these guys to struggle as much as they did, it, it doesn't really make sense. So the coffin must have been outfitted with a cooling system to keep the wax figure from melting. Then when they buried him, that's why they had such a struggle to bring him there. Right, because usually there's like, what, like six pallbearers? Yeah, I think there was more than that at Elvis. I, can't, I think there's eight. Is the flight to Buenos Aires fully debunked because this dude said, this one guy wrote a book and said in 1977 they weren't offering international flights. Well, I'm sure that's where it started, and then a lot of people went and looked into it, but yes. But could it, okay, if I walked into any airport and I said, I want to go to Buenos Aires, they're not going to say, tough shit, we don't have international flights. They're going to be like, all right, here's your ticket. It's going to connect through Philly, which connects through Miami, which connects through Mexico, which gets me to Buenos Aires. I'm with you. Yeah, that's a weird way to debunk it. Like, I, I have never... I don't know if they had like the as organized planned fucking flights as they do now, man. It's 1977. You're like smoking in the fucking airport in the plane. 
You know, I yeah, think but just, you don't think they could be like, oh, we don't have any international tickets, but Miami does. We'll just fly you there. And he could have been like, bet on John Burroughs. Thanks. Has your grandmother ever flown? I feel like she'd be a good person to ask. If, like, <laughs> in 1977, she, she could just Elvis, like fly in. Elvis in 86 in Toronto uh, on the subway. So I know Elvis is alive. That's how I know. Are we going to get into that one? Uh, yeah, I tried to did quiz her more on that. Did, did she kill Elvis? Shut the fuck up, man. My grandma's 83 years old. Let's not get her put she in killed, jail. She killed, she, killed him. she killed him in 86 when she saw him <laughs> on the plane because she was pissed or yeah. on the train. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let I think that's a good theory to bring up. We'll, we'll talk about my grandma killing Elvis. I'm cool with that. Grandma, I hope you're having fun listening to this. The second major sighting of Elvis was through a photo taken on December 31st, 1977. Mike Joseph a man who was visiting Graceland that day with his family, took many photos of the house and surrounding area. A few years later, while studying the photos of his family trip to Graceland, Joseph spotted a shadowy figure that looked like Elvis standing in the door of the pool house. Joe Esposito, an old friend of Elvis's, after being shown the photo of Larry, on Larry King, said, uh, Larry King Live said the photo wasn't of Elvis, but one of Elvis's associates, na- associates named Al Strata, shadowy figure by a random tourist or a guy that knew Elvis, tourist. That guy has something to hide. He's helping Elvis hide. This guy here has nothing, no reason to lie about this shadowy figure. In the 80s, Kalamazoo, Michigan had many sightings of Elvis and it became the focus of the Elvis Lives universe. Uh, there's a lot, there's a, Elvis lives universe. There's lots of people that are in the Elvis lives camp. Is that like the the metaverse or something? Yeah, it's a weird, like a different. (laughs) Yeah, rhinestones and fucking jumpsuits for everyone. Cool. Instead (laughs) of putting on a headset, you just put on some sideburns and go fucking. Maybe it's like the multiverse where it's like a different (laughs) different reality that you step into through Kalamazoo, Michigan, and just everybody's (laughs) Elvis. Yeah, so Kalamazoo, Michigan had a shit ton of sightings. I think it's one of those things. I'll be serious for a couple seconds. One of those things where someone said they saw him and then somebody's like, I saw him too. And then it just turns into this whole fucking, the whole town saw him at some point. I'm sorry. Are you saying it was a potentially erroneous mass delusion? Uh, I'm sure that never happened. Confabulation. Confabulation. I like that one. Yeah, That's confabulation. Fluster cuck. Confabulation is a real word. It just means you're not lying. You just remember. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Fluster cuck is a real word. Thank you. Yeah, Fluster Cuck just got added to the dictionary, correct? Um, yeah. Also, I just want to say I'm reading the Memphis International Airport, like basically their equivalent of a Wikipedia page just for themselves. And it said, hold on, they changed their name to the International Memphis International Airport in 1969. So again, whoever wrote this fucking book, you're just wrong about everything. <laughs> I'm going to trust the people that changed their name to tell me the correct date they changed their name okay. over some okay. random dude. Okay, okay. You very that, that can is just full of Adderall. <laughs> There's, hey, but back on the table. Grandma might be safe. We're about to find out. Okay, so no one ever caught Elvis in the wild, but settings are plenty. People saw him pumping gas, getting a, few, uh, getting a fuse at the hardware store, or buying his favorite burger joint burgers from Burger King. See, and that's what's crazy to me. It would have been so easy to catch him in the wild. All you'd need is a hamburger with some Quaaludes mashed <laughs> yeah. in on the end of it. A- of a fishing pole and you just throw it out into the middle of like, I don't know, a preschool where he's no doubt hanging out. 
cast that bad boy all day and he'll just come gyrating out of the playground sand. <laughs> See, but shook up if you're that famous and you fake your death, don't you think at some point you like come back and be like, like round two, I want to get so rich again? That's yeah, I'm not, We're not there yet. We're not the there gun, yet, but he does. But... I was, I was made some appearances, guys. You just didn't know about it yet. He's come oh, back and he's come to say yeah. hi. Kind of like Jesus or the apocalypse. <laughs> Only the true fans know it was Elvis, okay? Gotcha. So some people say that Elvis even made an appearance in another film after his death. Some say, and I'm going to show you the photo of this. Some say Elvis is in the movie Home Alone. Trump? You think it's Trump? <laughs> That's Home Alone 2, my friend. Oh. Home yeah. Alone 1. I think, I think it's Macaulay Culkin, though. <laughs> just they transplanted Elvis' yeah. brain into a child. Yeah. I can finally jerk off yeah, a child can... legally. Yeah, exactly. He can suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where Catherine O'Hara is at the airport and behind her is a bearded man. Uh, and they say that's Elvis. Let's show let me show you Elvis in Home Alone. See that guy right here? That's Elvis. The fuck it is. Oh, it is. That's fucking Elvis. Okay. Look at him. He looks exactly like Elvis. Exactly like Elvis. And he decided to blow up his spot for an extra role in Home Alone. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll bite. <laughs> he, he was a fucking attention whore. Oh, you fuck. So this is probably a real man who you can find on IMDb. Is his name Bill Irwin? No. His name is... I don't think it's Elvis. People say it's a movie. He looks like oh. Elvis from the movie Charo. So it turns out after many years of searching, journalists dug up that the mystery extra was not the king alive. It was a guy named Gary Grott. Gary Grott died in 2016 and his wife and he knew about the theory while he was still alive. And they just never said anything because they wanted to leave the, let the believers have hope. Plus they thought it was fucking hilarious. All right. Yeah. Uh, after the journalist ousted Jerry as the faux Elvis, his wife admitted to the internet that it wasn't that it was him, not them elvis sightings have been uh in all sorts of tabloids over the years ever since elvis's death elvis spotted having lunch with the pope elvis went to space elvis is an alien there is still elvis sightings too even recently in 2016 a groundskeeper at the graceland property film was filmed people were calling him an 82 year old elvis the video has a, is a one minute and 41 second video of an old guy doing some work in the yard he walks close to the camera looks up like he's scratching his ear and at the same time holds his index and middle finger up in sort of a V shape. People are claiming that the V symbol was actually a proof of life symbol V standing for alive. So Elvis is alive. Is v. that a thing? I'll show you the video, right? Me now. doing this means I'm alive. No, <laughs> but according to these fucking wackadoo Elvis people, it does. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Graceland is flat too. Huh? There's so many here that it's just mind-numbing. I feel like they've had so long to come up with creative ones. Okay, here's the video. This is Elvis, guys. 100%. Hundo P. I don't know what's the dramatic music, but... Imagine being Elvis, though, and, like... Imagine this is actually Elvis, okay? And you just, like, I just want to go back to Graceland, and you become, like, the groundskeeper at Graceland, like... Yeah, you fake your own death to leave Graceland to come back to Graceland to work and maintain Graceland. Watch Make him, zero him. fucking sense. Watch it. Watch it. Oh, sign of life, guys! Did you see that beat? Alive! Alive! Unreal. 
Now, um, number one, that's not an 82-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> there's no fucking world in which an 82-year-old man is moving around like that, working on, on a, in a manual labor job. Um, that's wait, the biggest criticism of this I... thing. The guy who, who they did it, he's like, I'm not even 82. He's like, that's the most pissed he is about the whole thing. Wait, wait. Before we make our decisions, can we turn that video up to 1.75 speed? Oh, yeah. Oh, so we yeah. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do that. All right. Let me get it back here. Because that might that might confirm it for me. We got to put music like... Actually, the ethereal music might sound like even cooler in double speed. Restart that. Let's speed that shit up. Playback speed 1.75. Here we go. Now we're gonna find out. That's fucking Elvis. Did you see him? He basically did the fucking elbow check. How about when he walked over those hedges? That was a hip gyration. <laughs> oh fucking Elvis, man. He's he's that's alive for sure. I think I'm in on this theory. And this guy claims he's not 82. Elvis would lie about that. Exactly. Elvis would say, I'm 42 for life, for death. Yeah. We should just film people that and kind just, of are old yeah. and just go, like, put, uh, look, Elvis spotted in fucking Timmins, Ontario. Yeah. I mean, like, how the fuck did we end up here? I'm going to, like, film an old black woman at the gas station <laughs> in, like, somewhere in, like, bumfuck, like, Banger, Maine, and just be like, guys. Look He's at Obama alive. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Elvis. I just uh, did Elvis die is the last theory. Uh, and I have one word written after it, uh, which is yes. So I, uh, uh, my reality to the whole thing is Elvis is dead, but it's more fun to say he's alive and we're seeing him all over the place. So my grandma killed Elvis in 1986 in Toronto nice. on the subway. You know what would be funny? Uh, Elvis really did die, and your grandma just killed a random person in 1986. <laughs> so it's a combo of both. She killed an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Elvis is uh, will always be in our hearts. He'll always be in pop culture for another. I, I think he's kind of fading now, but it's been a, like a good long time. He's been fa- he's famous in 1948, I think. It's been 70 some odd years. He's been in the eye of yeah. pop culture. Fuck that, dude. Let's fucking scrub that shit. That guy sucked. Like, and here's here's my big thing. Like, there's no fucking way he's alive. Okay, like pe- people who actually clutch onto this fucking theory are obviously fans of Elvis. So have like this like vested interest in him being alive and are therefore also able to like do crazy fucking mental gymnastics to overlook all of his flaws. The number one thing being that that dude had no fucking fucking constitution or like willpower whatsoever. So you're going to tell me he was able to stay out of the limelight for what? Get the fuck out decades and decades Suck my dick. That man wouldn't have made it fucking two years before he was like, boom, back, baby. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I agree. He was wearing a mask like Orion. I should have showed you a picture of Orion. I think I saw it when I was Googling dead pictures of his dead body. Yeah. I mean, like, let's just remember for a second, like, Witness Protection Program makes a fucking career out of convincing people not to, like, go back and talk to family. And somehow Elvis one of the most famous people in the United States or maybe the world at that time convinced himself 
to not like come back in the limelight yeah, i don't no. buy that no you're gonna you're gonna go he's just gonna go fucking no drugs cold turkey and no fame cold turkey get the fuck out of here that dude with a little fucking country bumpkin that was plucked up like some fucking potato out of the ground and just thrown into the spotlight Hell no. and i think i think i think honestly for me to be serious for a second here i think i was deserved all of what he got uh fame wise and death wise both you know, no, I think the guy, I can't, I can't get on board with that. Look, look we, we don't, we, I'm going to show you a little something here. I wanted to save this for the end of the episode. Uh, just as Elvis doing crowd work and, and like, look at this guy. This guy had the thing that people always talk about. There's a thing. He had it. There's no way he couldn't. He, there's a reason he became famous. I'm not, I don't agree with how he acted away from the stage and on camera. I, I remember I told you I started to like Elvis when he walked into Sun Records and I listened to that first album he ever made. And I was like, I get it. You know, I get it, but I also get why we should just scrub him. I agree with you. Like he's fucked. Um, he did some fucked up shit and he's like, was just a joke of himself at the end. But here is Elvis. I, I mean, like, I can get on board with the rationalization of like why he got famous, but I'm not gonna sit here and fucking say like you know good for him. In this business. He's fucked. Look at him. He's fucked on drugs. He's fucked for sure. Had a little bit of guitar. Had a little bit of sideburns. A little shaky leg. So Ed Sullivan saw me and said, hmm. Anyway, they put me on TV and they filmed me from the waist up. You know, I'm going. Anyway, uh, uh, MGM is doing a movie here, and so don't let these cameras throw you. I'm trying not to throw the cameras. Come on, that's a good joke. <laughs> oh, this is prey. Yeah, undressing for him. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, listeners, no sorry, there's a toddler in the audience taking her dress off. Uh, in 1950, hey, it's okay. Your parents allowed it. It's cutting out, man. Yeah, as long as she goes to school. As long as Elvis gets her a chaperone. Made my first yeah. movie. And, uh... Richard, I'm sorry. This is the most unentertaining thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, yeah, I fucking, dude, had I seen that, goddamn. <laughs> if I ever saw that and I was ever Alice Cooper at that moment in that room, <laughs> ooh, baby. This would be a very different episode of this podcast today. Because it would be, why did Alice Cooper fucking murder Elvis in a hotel room? And then we would have that video and that would be the mystery solved. Yeah, I wonder by 1970 how many hits Alice Cooper had. Was he just starting? Would he have been still I known think pretty much. worldwide? Alice Cooper is a fucking treasure. That man, like, I mean, in, until inevitably something comes out about him also abusing children. But for right now, dude just plays golf and he made sick music. Anyways, I just think that's, I I, I had fun researching Elvis, honestly, um, overall. Even Alice Cooper said he liked Elvis. He was like, Elvis. He was like, that was Elvis. It wasn't a show it's just that's how he was when i met him right 1968 so he was just starting to get famous so if you would have shot elvis he would probably alice cooper would have a uh, a name for just being the guy who shot 
Elvis and having one. Yeah, he, you know no, what I mean. It would be the right, same. Yeah, as it no, is now. he never would have had his lucrative music career, uh, yeah. which would have been awkward. But yeah, because <laughs> then you couldn't really be a fan of him for anything other than being a murderer. But but once we all found out he was banging like little girls, we've been like probably thanking him. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's maybe that's the real mystery here between Elvis's doctor and Michael Jackson's doctor. Why are we putting? these heroes on trial for ri- ridding the world of pedophiles. Yeah. Imagine, imagine uh, like Michael Jackson had no drugs in him and he had all full capacity. Think about how many kids mm-hmm. he could have raped then. Oh my God. Exactly. Like they were like slowing them down. That was really it too. It was just like, I gotta, I gotta do something. I'm just, Hey Michael, uh, you've been in pain recently. Right. And he's just like pumping it into the fucking IV <laughs> and just like ushering out like herds of little boys. Like, go, go now. You're free. All right. You got any, uh, you think he's dead or alive there, Ricky? What do you think? Oh, I mean, certainly. Yeah. Dead. Certainly dead. Um, Ooh, I don't know though. I don't know if I have anything that's like really groundbreaking. I do think he was murdered. I don't know if he just OD'd and then couldn't shit. That one doesn't really add up to me. He felt like a professional drug taker, you know? But I feel like that's a compound interest one. It's not like you you take drugs once and can die from not being able to shit. That's like years upon years of taking drugs. No one's ready. Yeah, but you know what I would equate this to? Like Michael Jackson, where everybody looked at the doctor. Finally, someone's equating this to Michael Jackson. Let's go. Where everybody where, looked at the where oh, have you is gone? What, is that what you said? <laughs> For like 25 minutes. You're taking your, your earphones out every time I speak. I I must not I listened to everything you said and did not once hear the did name we, Michael Jackson. Did we upgrade to Delta 9 tonight, Rick? <laughs> We're on fucking is that Delta. Seriously 10 what you just 11. said? I said <laughs> Not once, like three different times throughout the episode. <laughs> so let's hear what you're like today. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of this fucking Zoom chat. <laughs> no, we had two. We had two. This was for the listeners, for the listeners. This was split okay. between two days. All right. Okay, okay but you, you want to stretch it into the last episode. That rounds it up to an even four. <laughs> I okay. seriously Sorry, you remember you saying Michael okay. Jackson. I want, to to, I want to hear what you have to say. I, yeah. I was just bugging you. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> no, because now I'm worried that he already said exactly, and then I think I'm on that, board. That's why I want to hear what you have to say. I'm saying the exact same thing that you were saying. You know, my whole point to, was I'll stop my whole you, point I was when they talk about the the doctor, Michael Jackson's doctor, like the the conspiracy that came out around the time that he died was that the doctor was like shooting him up with something. And purposely like killing him because he was suffering. And that's my guess as to what happened. But it sounds like that might be RJ's guess as to what happened. You know, so well, I agree with it, RJ. It was it was similar, but we what Richard and I just pontificated while you were researching 1970s airline tickets uh was listen, there's a lot I gotta listen and I gotta read at the same time if you want me to come up with a theory, all right? You guys are coming at me live. I you, you know what? You know what? Something. Yeah, he's he's Richard, he's putting in the work. So you he's know what? Right. I can't I can't read, watch you, and listen Pal, all at the same time. I'm, Pal, I'm not docking you any points. You just got more points from my book. So yeah. that you know what? Interesting, interesting theory. I never heard that one before. 
So were you actually talking about Michael Jackson or was that just a bit? <laughs> Yo, that's, that's it. That's how it's got to end. <laughs> because I'm not 100% sure. There was I said that. Not much. Only about 20 minutes worth. Yeah. <laughs> when we were talking way back about um, when, when the doctor kind of first came up, I was saying like, that's basically the same exact thing that happened with Michael Jackson where his doctor killed him. Then I brought it up again. Did you say it like that? Did you mumble Michael Jackson? Maybe that's fine. <laughs> Did I mumble? It's your Did, fault, not his. Yeah, it's is your there, fault, is not there his. any way that I can take <laughs> the burden of this off of myself? I just watched Private Dicks and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! Hey there, all you private dickheads. That's probably not the name we're going to stick with. Anyways, uh, RJ here. I am here to tell you thank you for listening to another episode of Private Dicks. If you liked what you heard, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere they take your reviews, drop us five stars, say something nice. Also, what you just heard was from last season. If you want current episodes as they're dropped, head on over to patreon.com and search up Unethical Podcast. That's our mother podcast. I was not aware Private Dicks was a spinoff. I'm going to renegotiate my contract. On Patreon is a full 16-episode season more of Private Dicks, uncut videos of each episode, and many more things are getting added all the time. You can also find all of Unethical's content on there, so go listen to that. And if you're already a patron, fuck yeah, dude. You're the best. Thank you.